Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Amy Hager, co-founder of the Content Personality Club, who teaches coaches, consultants, and service-based business owners how to create value-driven organic marketing oozing with integrity so that you call in your perfect clients with a simple, sustainable, and joyful marketing plan. Well, that sounds fantastic. Hey, Amy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. (laughs) So welcome. Can you just expand a bit more on that to let us know, you know, where are you today with your business and who do you love to work with? Yeah. And I mean, like you said, you nailed it on the head. We really work with coaches, consultants, and service-based business owners. And the reason why I really love working with this type of person is they're showing up to this world and giving a gift that they have, whether it's a holistic health coach or a mommy mentor or um, a, a financial coach. They really are able to tap into their gifts to give to others in this world. And we're all here to raise that vibration of the planet, right? And it's really fun to partner with them because I know my strength is marketing and messaging. And when their strength isn't that, bring someone in who can support you on your weaknesses and don't try to be great at everything. And I'm sure we're going to dive into that a little bit more, but it's a really, it's a really great partnership. And Mm. so I think that, you know, by creating organic marketing that you enjoy, that gets conversations started. So that way that leads to sales and working with ideal clients. It's just a nice little environment to be in and a nice community to be in. Love that. And you're so right. When you don't have the expertise to be able to find the resources, get the right people, be able to admit or release what you what you can't do, don't want to do. Oh my gosh, it is huge. So when when your clients come to you, what what do you find that like time and time again you have to help them to sort of work through or overcome so that they can, you know, work with you really well? Well, I think um, it is the, I have to be everywhere and do all the marketing things. So a lot of people come to us and they have a Facebook page, a LinkedIn page, Instagram, they're doing TikTok, sometimes Snappy Chat. Like there's just so many different things and they're burnt out, Mark. They've tried everything and they feel like nothing is working. Mm. And so the very first step that we really want to make sure that we're finding out about people is their content personality type, because we're not all made to create content in the same way. And um, so there's five content personality types. There's written, there's video, 
there's audio, visual, and live in person. And when we're able to really tap into that content personality type in creating a lot of our mm. content, sometimes even our program offerings, that's where you're really allowed to show up and, and shine. And so I'm a live in-person person. You probably won't catch me writing anything anytime soon. I'm not going to be blogging or anything along those lines. And you know where I really best show up is here, having conversations with people and really talking through things or showing up in a workshop and teaching and really engaging that way. Um, you know, I'm not going to be writing a book anytime soon. Hmm. And it's because, you know, written is not my content personality type. So being okay with like saying, I don't got to worry about those other four. And I get to tap into this one thing and really thrive there. I think is the first thing that people really appreciate and enjoy about working with us. Well, that's, that's kind of huge. I mean, just saying that it's so oh, re- relieving. Oh my gosh. You mean I don't have to do this, but also it's guilt inducing because everyone is told, Hey, you've got to be omnipresent. You've got to be across every single platform. You must be seen how to re platform all your posts, make it really super simple. Here's strategies to do that. And yeah. you're right. It, it can feel overwhelming and, and tiring if you're doing that. Um, but also the worry about what am I leaving on the table by not using all the platforms or, but then you have to change it because TikTok is slightly different from, um, Instagram, which is different again from Facebook and obviously LinkedIn. Oh my gosh. So how do you help your clients battle through that? Um, I think that the duality of, oh, this is amazing. And oh shit. Oh, yeah. you mean I've wasted my time? What have I been doing? That sort of guilt. So how do you guide them through that? When you don't know what you know until you know it, right? And so that's where we're taught to show up and be everywhere and do all the things. And so when you're really able to allow yourself to accept like, hey, there is a different way and mm. I can't explore only doing it on one platform. I think the other thing, Mark, that people really get hung up on is a lot of times when they think about creating their offer or creating content. They're trying to think about where their ideal client shows up, what their ideal client will like the most. I like to flip that on its head. Where do you want to show up? Do you like being on Facebook? If you do, then fine. Don't be on LinkedIn and don't be on Instagram. Do you like being on TikTok, but you hate the other? Like, Pick where you want to be. I promise you, your client is on Every single one of those platforms. Oh my gosh, Amy, are, are you fucking psychic? I was about to ask you, how do you know? What, what's the difference between where, where I want to show up and where my clients did? Because hold, go where your avatar is, go where your clients are. Right. So, but you are literally saying, no, do whatever the fuck you, you want to do. What lights you up? Yeah. And by association, the people, your people, the right people will be there. Right, you're going to attract them better because you're showing up more in alignment, more in your joy Instead of banging your head on the wall, because you have to, and I'm using air quotes, if you can't see, you have to do this thing, or you have to be at this place. And when we leave jobs where we're not the owners, you know, we get to make that choice for ourselves. We don't have to do anything really. And you can figure out how to do it for you so that it does light you up, that you do enjoy. It shouldn't be like you're going to prison every day working on your business and your marketing. 
But it's, it, it can be so simple, especially with the, the coaches and that we work with. It's tough because you you do do what you want to do. You do come out of this, maybe the corporate world, or you shift and like, this is what I want to do. And then the sort of weight of it, the, the pressure, the the questioning of, oh my gosh, it's, it's not working. What do I do? It's it's tough and it's it can be all encompassing. So to try and sort of work through that. Well, to that end, what, what, was, what was it for you? What was it for you that like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is going to be my business. What was that moment like for you? Um, so I came from the nonprofit and the association space and my biggest thing, which sounds crazy when I say it out loud, cause you know, I have 30, 40 clients at any given time. I was sick of working for a board and them having all the control and I never mm. wanted to have to report to 12 bosses ever again. And so, but a lot of what I've done my entire career has been this, has been marketing, has been relationship mm has been really helping people who this doesn't come intuitively to, to figure out how to do it for them. And I do think that I've been lucky enough to tap into my gifts in the, the, you know, for-profit, non-profit corporate space, but now to be able to have that freedom and flow to have a choice of who I work with and who my clients are, like, mm. that's just the next, next level of joy. And, um, and so I do think when, when I start working with business owners who kind of have that guilt of, well, I am working with the clients that I want to work with. I am teaching what I want to do. We have to do things that we don't want to do. We're adults, right? Isn't that just what life it's is? It's called responsibility. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was looking for the voice and it wasn't coming out of my head. I'm glad it came out of yours. So it really does shake some people and they can't wrap their head around it. And that is a, okay. And again, the way I do business isn't going to be the way that you do business. It probably isn't going to be the way the next person does business either, but having the way that works right for you, I think is what is absolutely beautiful and what is key. And that's probably, I think the funnest part about being an entrepreneur. Beautifully put. Love that. Let's talk about the hardest things and the mistakes. Tell me about the mistakes that you've made as you've tried to maybe find your authentic platform messaging, the way you show up. And what was that? What were they? And what was it like once you realized, ah, shit, it's yeah. just, I don't want to do this. What was that like? I would say some of the mistakes that I made is I was trying to conform too much to other people's view of me and what I should be and what I should be doing. And when I kept trying to do that, I was miserable. Like I used to have this huge rash down my face and my neck all the time. And I thought it was like acne. No, it was my body reacting to like being forced into something mm. that I didn't agree with. That wasn't truly me showing up. And when I finally started to really trust in myself, because I think I put myself in these positions because I was looking for mentors. And, you know, I felt like, oh, I have so much more to learn in this life. And yeah, you do, but you don't need someone else telling you how you should be or how you should do mm. learn the way you learn. And, um, when I finally let go of that piece that I didn't need a mentor telling me what to do, I needed someone who was going to give me the flexibility and freedom to be me, but also have conversations and talk through things when maybe it's not going smooth or it's not executing or growing the way 
that it needs to be growing or that we envisioned it growing. And so I think the conversation piece of life is something that we overlook way too often. A lot of times people go straight for that presentation mode or word vomit or whatever it is, right? And when we actually can be in conversation, I think that's where we learn the most as humans. We learn the most as entrepreneurs. I think that's where the best messaging comes. You cannot sit down and write out your messaging alone. It really comes clear through conversation. Mm. And I think when we even talk about you know, creating offers or creating how we're going to work with people, because there's a bajillion choices out there. Do you want to have courses? Do you want to do one-on-one? Do you want to do group? Do you want to do D all the above? or maybe not any of that, and you have a different idea. I think also talking through that piece is really, really, really key. We don't have all the answers ourselves, mm. but we get the answers through community and collaboration. And there's two, to- two strands to that. There's the awareness for yourself, understanding what, what, do, you, what do you want to do? What do you want the offer to be? Because again, you said about you know, trying to find the right mentors and coaches and, or whatever you were looking for. And it's true, you do need guides. You do need people to help you. But you've got to be very careful who you choose, who you let in, because if it's someone saying, you should do this, it's like, yeah. hey, dine me first. You should t- find out what, it, what I truly want. What, what makes me tick? What are my needs? What are my desires? What are my pains? What are my, what are my fears? My deepest fears that control my actions. All these kind of things. It's so important to understand that and say, what do you, what do you want? What right. do you want to do? And then find the right thing in that way so yeah i think trying to find the core that you want trying to find that is so so important so you you kind of found you found your way mm-hmm. around around the houses try to you're trying to search and seeking as i think yeah. most entrepreneurs are right. we're seeking something we're trying something and um and then yet yeah, don't discount trial and error if you're not oh quite sure do it. You can always pivot. You can always and change. Mark, it's not even trial and error. It's a big, playful experiment. A big, playful experiment. Yeah. Have fun with it. Oh my gosh. Katie always, always talks about this. Bring it back into play. Yeah. Just, just on, on the slider of life, make, find the dualities that, that make you as a person. With me, I find myself getting into hustle, into grind, into drive but I need to slide it back into play on okay. oh, now yeah. things feel, Oh, it feels a bit lighter, a bit yeah. more playful. Yeah. Then good things come. So now you guys are transforming in, in your business. There's another transition. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So much is kind of changing. Every day is a transition. I feel like sometimes, right? Like business, the truth. like humans, they change and grow with experiences. And so it's never, it's never going to be exactly the same, right? So what's it like for, for you guys? Now you're you're going through yet another transformation. You're finding authentically, huh, I think this is what we want to be doing now. Here's how we're changing, how we're evolving the business and the offers and, and, and who you serve. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, again, it's through the experiences and through interacting with clients and interacting and and seeing what's really going on with them. And, you know, we just decided we're going to close out one of our most profitable programs. That's $250,000 a year that we're saying goodbye to. And it's because 
we weren't getting the results that we really hoped people would get more times than not. And so like Mm -hmm. the few people that did get the results that were able to do the work and able to kind of execute and stay in that playfully experimenting mindset, they're thriving. But it was too much of a challenge for people to stay in the play. And so when we realized, all right, this is probably asking too much of a lot of people, and it is only few and far between that we can actually stay in the play with all the time, we need to figure out where that middle meeting ground is, where it's still joyful for us to work with these people, but get them the results that they're really looking for. And that's where we came back to this co-creation and conversation and collaboration, like community is key. And so we've taken the best of that program. We sunsetted a lifelong program and going and talking to those people who thought they were going to have this for life. Some of the most difficult, but also some of the most rewarding conversations I had. There was one woman, she used her inheritance from her dad dying to enroll into this program, thinking she would have us forever. And she was so upset when we first started to talk. And she's not one to be upset either. So that was very weird for me. She's never been mad at me. We've been working together for almost five years and she, I don't think she's ever gotten mad. And once we talked through it and really realized, gosh, the growth that she had made and everything that she had found out about herself and her business and now her strategy and plan and her lifestyle and how it all has come together. I looked at her, I was like, you don't need me. You've literally done everything that you can do in the work with us. And so, yeah, let's still be friends. Of course, I'm still going to be in your community, but I've taught you all I can teach you. And like the, her face just like was in awe and she started to really realize, gosh, I really have grown a lot and I don't need you anymore. That point there, that's easily overlooked. We see that with a number of our clients. It's that gradual change. Sometimes it's like, you can't see it a week, two weeks, a month later. It's like, it now feels like your new normal. It's like, holy crap, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, look at how far you've actually come. It's incredible. But welcome to the human condition. We can avoid, ignore, normalize everything, good and bad. Right, right. And so true. That's so true. And so then when you get someone sitting on the other end of you, Mark, and they get that look, of like, or the light kind of goes off. I mean, how does that feel for you? Because I was on high for about three days after the conversation with this woman. Mm. It's it's just so light in my chest. It's so amazing once, because I think it's also, it triggers my memories because I remember when I had all these epiphanies and realizations. I mean, mm. our program is littered with everything. It's to be dramatic about it, it's a life experience. Mine yeah. and Katie's all collated in. It's an it's an amalgamation. It's everything we've put together. So once something drops in at the right time, call it from from God, from source, inspiration, whatever it is that yeah. drops in, and it's a, a principle or a question or something that somebody needs to hear at the right time. Maybe they need to hear it in a, in a British accent for the first time, and then it's <laughs> whatever it might be. I think it comes back into. I remember when I was like, oh my gosh, this is the most groundbreaking thing in the world. And to see that and to know what's then going to happen from then, the simplest thing can have a massive impact and stay with you for the rest of your life. So 
for me, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Those moments stay with them forever. Mm, that's really, really cool. I agree with oh, you. I agree. Sweet. So you just said that sort of two thirds of the people within your program were kind of struggling to stay within the play. Now, I'm curious, what what is it? Obviously, without naming names, but what what is it that you found was was for some people it was tough? What was going on that made them struggle or maybe want to quit or get frustrated with it? A lot of it is not understanding and knowing their own dollars and money. They were always thinking, oh, I'm not going to make enough to pay the bills this month. I'm not making enough to pay the bills this month. So breaking down basic business financials for people, not our joy. We can do it. Not our joy. Um, So there was always that. There's that scarcity mindset that I think as adults and as humans, we end up living too much of our lives in and that just trickles in. And so that scarcity mindset really, really does make it hard to get into play. Because again, play is unknown. There are no guarantee of results. And if I have another person sit on the other end of me and ask, well, what's the ROI of working with you? Well, there's an ROJ, right? ROJ of joy. Yeah. Instead of the I, it's J. (laughs) It's like, wait, am I doing the right abbreviation? It is. Because there's not- Just say with confidence, you've nailed it. I've nailed it. There's not always going to be a return on your investment if you're not getting a return on your joy first. And when we lead with creating businesses from a place of joy and having joy be the succession and not necessarily the money that's coming in, I do truly believe it is hard to spend money with somebody who is miserable. Mm. And if you are a miserable coach, consultant, business owner, it's going to be harder and harder to get clients. So where we have to find your joy first. And I think a lot of times when we brought people into this program, they didn't have a clear enough definition of their joy. And so we should have gone back and done those fundamental joy works that we do with people. We create lifestyle values that make sense for them and not mm-hmm. be their spouse or their kids. It's it's their lifestyle values. Yeah. Obviously not the client, right? Um, and really also focusing- But, but also with, with your expertise, you can't just continue to focus on stage one, let's call it, or in your case, it's almost stage zero. It's like, let's get this shit out of the way before we get to there. Done, ready, cool, let's go. Yeah. You can you can't ethically spend your time there. And I'm aware that you know so many coaching programs are we have this amazing strategy or tool or tactic or or technique that we're guiding you through or how to do this. Chances are most of the if it's a live coaching program, most of the live coaching comes back down to mindsets and mm-hmm. how yeah. to do the thing and what's stopping them because you have all the information, everything's there. Why aren't you putting into place what's holding you back? So it sounds like that's exactly the place that you found yourselves in, realizing, you know, that's not what you do. I mean, it's it's what we do. Right. So it's always fun and games to, you know, accountants, how they balance the spreadsheets. They're like, I don't want that. I don't want him doing that. God love him. Whoever loves doing that, great. Yeah. That ain't me. So what you're describing is, ah, oh, that's what lights us up. Yeah. And you're like, nope, I don't want to do that. That's not what we do. We help, but we can't stay in that place. So that, I think from your point of view, it's beautiful to hear, okay, this is not what we do. Therefore, you know, we sunset something 
we build something else. We do what lights us up because this is the right thing for me. Yeah. Not the right thing for, well, I was going to say not the right thing for your family or your clients by association. They're all going to thrive more. And those people that weren't getting from your course what they needed to, hopefully they will learn from that, find something else, right. gain what they need elsewhere. So everyone wins when you're living in alignment. Yeah, I really, really like that. Everyone wins when you're living, when we're all living in alignment. I think it's so true. It's so true. And I think the other thing too, that we, that we miss the mark on sometimes Mm. when we are coaching and when we're looking for help is we, we think the problem is this, but the problem is actually multiple layers deep. And we were finding people who were enrolling into this program were enrolling very quickly. And we weren't spending enough time, I think, getting to know them deeper. Mm. And so we've really slowed down our purchasing process. And we really do get to know our people before we start working with them. And it, again, it doesn't make invest money sense because we're losing that revenue, but it makes alignment sense. At, hold on, at what cost? So to be able to say, yeah, it was 250K that you're sort of losing, that you have to do something to, to bring back, but at what cost to be dealing with people that are draining you, that aren't doing what you 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 know can really help them to take that home to your to your family. That's tough to to lay a bed at night thinking, oh, what can I do differently? And then you think of changing your approach and your program. Right. Always update and improve things. Absolutely. Yeah. However, yeah. fundamentally changing something because of this sect of people. So at what cost? And I think we have to look at the ultimate cost, you know, time, energy, and money. Money will come and go. Absolutely, it's flow. It's the time ain't getting back. How do you want to spend your time? So, and hey, look, you, you know all this stuff. Okay? You, you kind of help people <laughs> through this stuff. Right, so exactly. Let's, let's finish on you know, the ultimate point, which is you know all this stuff. Yeah. Where is it for you right now? That's like, yeah, I'm kind of struggling with this, even though I, I could coach myself. I know this stuff, yeah. but here's what I'm currently going through. Here's what I'm trying to work through with this new transition. What, what would that be? I would say me personally. So remember, I've got a business partner we've got a team. I'm sure everybody is viewing this differently, but me personally, and I'm coming into this relationship, not the founder of the methodology. I'm coming in as someone who has used it, believed in it, practiced it, and now teach it. Um, because I came in and everything was kind of already there and set up. And this is the first time since I've been here that we had something that didn't execute how I thought it would, or how I envisioned it, or how we envisioned it. It's. I've gone through it in other businesses, but gosh, it feels really, really different this time. And I haven't been able to put my finger on exactly why it feels different this time. Is it that I care more? Probably. Like, again, I'm building relationships with these people. Like, it, it is. It's a little bit more on your heart. Is it because, again, like, I, we're in charge. If we don't bring in the revenue, we can't pay our team. So is there that pressure that's a little bit different than before where 
you know, I worked for corporations that had tons of savings. We mm. didn't meet our numbers for a few months. Oh, well, we'll just go tap in there. And trust me, like we have savings for smart business people. But again, it's it's really different when it's it's my bank account, not the CFO is looking at the bank account, right? Mm. And so I think it really, having it happen with so much personal, personal personality, I don't know. Um, it feels different this time. It really, well, really your, your whole business is built on personality, a very personable way of, of working, joyful mm-hmm. marketing, having the personality, and this being yeah, your baby that, yeah, maybe you didn't found this to start with, but you became part of an integral team and you've built these this together. It's being an entrepreneur is very very personal, but it's very hard to distinguish between personal life and work because it stays with you. Whoever says you can just switch off, it is so damn hard to do. We have all the tools and tactics, yet it, you know, we have to, again, continue to shift and change to find the right one for me personally. Because it, be, it can be tough because I think maybe you nailed it there. It's that ability of, okay, what is, what is the right thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love my business. I'm, I absolutely love it. So there's that personal mm, desire. Um, we, some people say the business is their baby. And yeah. I remember saying on a podcast recently, saying, maybe that's too big. Shift mm. it around. You're its baby. Because it Ooh. being your baby, oh my gosh, that is maybe one of the biggest things that you could... It's too much pressure. It's way yeah. too much pressure. Yeah. So that sort of flipping the script, a shift yep. of perspective. Oh my gosh, that one thing can just change everything. Exactly. Exactly. So is it is it is it lost for you? Is it worried about what other people might think? What what is that? Um I don't know. I tend to not worry too much about what other people think. That is the one thing that I fully have been able to step into, which is kind of nice because I know not everybody can do that. Um I would say it was the hope that this offer could really, really freaking change lives. Mm. And it was for the absolute most right people. And we are flipping the script every single day. Sometimes the script is too heavy to flip. Yeah. And we can only get the corner of the page. And I think that's what this was. It was too heavy of a flip for us to keep on doing. And who knows, maybe we'll come back and visit it in a couple more years. That's not gone forever. Mm. I think the beautiful thing that came from it is we took the best of that program, the best of the sunset program, and we've now created one single program where I think my business partner and I, Shannon, are showing up 100% where her time was split more between the two. And I think those clients get to benefit from her geniusness more than what they would have a year ago. And they're lucky for that. And I'm excited to see what they co-create together. Beautiful. So it's all about trying to keep yourself in in the right space as you continue to evolve and tweak. And I just said, turn these massive pages and all oh, that. How can, we, how can we continue to work through this? It's managing yourself through this, I guess, you know, doing this, these things together. At least right. you have the community within your business and the team and you're, 
you know the direction, you know where you're going, and you're you're getting there. So hey, look, Amy, thank you so much for sharing, you know, not just what you do and the amazing work that you have, but behind the scenes of what it's like as you pivot and change and authentically try and do exactly what it is that that you teach. Exactly. Thanks for having me on today, Mark, and asking some really good questions to kind of get me there too. Oh, hey, you're so, so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you guys and what you do, where can they find you? So if you go to joyfulbusinessrevolution.com, that is the place to go. And if you are curious what your content personality type is, the quiz is the first thing that pops up. But again, it's the content personality quiz. Um, Yeah, if you take it, I'll see your results and probably reach out to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone, go check it out. Go find out. And Amy, thank you again for, for sharing so openly with us today. It's been so much fun. Thanks for having me, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed that's how people find us it is and we want all their (laughs) earballs all the earballs all over the place we do nice yeah so please do all those things we'll be ever so grateful and then more people hear your beautiful voice or yours oh yeah (laughs) see you next time bye